It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This, wow, this is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use Fetch Me 20 for your first delivery free. We talked a lot about the Iron Bowl yesterday and I guess surprising to no one. A lot of folks tuned in to that one. <laughs> I'm sure a lot more will today. There's so much excitement around this Auburn football program right now. I mean, holy cow. It's amazing. It really is amazing what one win can do to a program. And, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of folks that I really respect have kind of labeled what happened on Saturday a program-changing win. You kind of felt that way after the 2017 Iron Bowl win, and you really hadn't felt anything else like that since then until this past Saturday. And it kind of gives you hope. It kind of gives you hope that the offense is going to be able to get something going, maybe in the bowl game. You know, you're hearing a lot of folks saying Auburn going to Orlando to take on either Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota. Those are kind of the most popular three destinations. I really haven't seen any other projections that doesn't have Auburn not in Orlando. So that would be cool, a New Year's Day Bowl um, in, in, the, in the Citrus Bowl. So that'd be fun. Going to do a lot of voicemail today. 205-502-4285 is how you can be a part of the show. And you can probably tell I'm in the studio I do not like. So the sound quality is a little different. So apologies on that. Um, but all right, let's, let's get things going. Hey, guys. <laughs> Got to start it off with that one. All right, let's do this thing. Hey, Zach. This is James Coker. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. And uh, I'm very surprised that Auburn, with the amount of points scored, pulled it out. Uh, I really think that we should probably hire a offensive coordinator that actually does know something different than you know, Gus's little playbook because just because the Alabama win does not know this Alabama win does not uh, cover up the Florida LSU uh, and Georgia losses so uh, it's great great game I, I, I had to take a drive after halftime at halftime just to uh cool down because I was I was a little I was a little uh whew, annoyed. But uh everything's good. War Eagle guys. Thanks James. Yeah James is a fraternity brother of mine. Good to hear from you buddy. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Uh yeah, yeah I mean I I think uh, I think a lot of folks felt that going into the Iron Bowl. I think I think coming out of the Iron Bowl, I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten about a lot of that. And, you know, I predicted this. If Auburn was to beat Alabama, though, I predicted Alabama to win. I was wrong on there, which I know if you're listening, you're, you're happy I was wrong. But I think a lot of folks have kind of looked past that now because that's what happens if you can beat Alabama. And especially the way that they did it, I think people are going to look past that. I think optimism is around this program again, and that's the power of beating your rival. And, you know, Malzahn has beaten Saban three times. Nobody else in the conference can come close to that. And I think that's, I think that says a lot. I think it says a lot that Auburn's not afraid of Alabama, that Malzahn is not afraid of Coach Saban. And especially at the end, he outcoached him. He outcoached him. 
Um, as far as the offense goes, it needs to get better. And I'm curious to see how much of it is scheme, how much of it was execution by Bo Nix. We'll only be able to tell that by kind of seeing how Bo develops. Malzahn called Bo Nix a winner on the television broadcast in the post game. He said that he'd win a championship by the time he's done here, talking about at Auburn. So that'll be interesting to see. I think the offense is going to develop and evolve as Bo Nix gets better as a quarterback. And we'll see, we'll see what that looks like going in next year, I bet we see a big step in the bowl game, regardless of who Auburn plays. You know, there's so much talk about, you know, who they play and do bowl games matter and, you know, should they redo the bowl system? The biggest thing about making a bowl, if you're not in the college football playoff or you're not in one of the big ones, which I guess you could argue how big is the Citrus Bowl. It's on a New Year's Day. It's a New Year's Day bowl. So I think you take that if you're Auburn, no doubt about it. But the big thing is you get an extra month of practice. I mean, I remember a few years ago when Auburn made the Birmingham Bowl, the big thing was, okay, Auburn needs to get six wins to get to a bowl so they can have an extra month of bowl practice to get ready for next year. And it's this weird thing of your seniors are kind of already getting ready for the NFL draft and some of your underclassmen. So you you want to give them reps and it's their last chance to show out. But you're starting a lot of things kind of preparing for next year. And this team offensively is going to get that. They're going to get new offensive linemen in. They're going to get some early enrollees in. We'll have updates on that over the next few weeks. And Bo Nix is going to get more chances to to develop chemistry with Anthony Schwartz, which he still hasn't really had. And then, of course, Seth Williams, which we've seen what that's been able to do, just one offseason there, or half offseason, really. And you're going to see other guys develop that way. You're going to lose Eli Stove and Will Hastings, but you got a brand-new offensive line. You're going to get new, fresh running backs in there. And I think you're going to be able to see kind of different stuff. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. James, thank you so much for your call, bud. I'm glad uh, glad to hear you're doing well. All right. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, let's uh, let's go to Tony. Hello, guys. This is Tony in Savannah. Hey, Tony. I uh, I got two points. One, Michael, I uh, you picked Auburn by three, and you were spot on. I, he I, was, uh, yeah. I love your pick. Uh, Zach, man, I, I'm very disappointed in you. I know. I mean, how could you not see this coming? Uh, Auburn almost scored 50 points. I, I, <laughs> how, did, how, how would you not see that? Uh, uh, anyway, you know, I'm being facetious, but, uh, love the show. Love you guys. War Eagle, man, I am fired up and I hope y'all are at, uh, at Toomer's Corner. Thanks. Hey. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate the call. Yeah, how could I have ever predicted that, right? But no, you're right. I, I've forgotten that Michael predicted three points. I hate he's not in here right now to um, to to hear the, the credit that was given to him. But yeah, I mean, what a crazy game. Holy cow. Thanks for the call, Tony. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Uh, this Taylor's also calling from Savannah. I wonder if you guys know each other. Hey, guys. This is Taylor over in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, keep it short for you today. I just want to say I've been waiting two years for that Sean Chivers run. Man, was that explosive. <laughs> yes. uh, dude has got uh, so much strength. It's ridiculous. All right. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah, uh, that was a crazy run. That's going to go down in Auburn lore 
for a long time. For an absolutely long time. And, and I, I think the size has some to do with it, but it's just the whole like, okay, where, when, when is this guy going to burst onto the scene? That, that was his only touch on Saturday. And boy, he made, he made the most of it. All right, let's go to another one. Warrior guys, that was one of the most entertaining Iron Bowls of my lifetime. Oh, yeah. It was not too overly dramatic, in my opinion. People were saying it was. It <laughs> I think wasn't. It was. it was just entertaining. Enjoy the entertainment, period. I have railed on Gus time and time again. Today's mm-hmm. not that day. Sure. Congratulations to this group of young men. Congratulations to Auburn as a university. Congratulations to us as Auburn fans. It was fun, entertaining. And for everybody that lives in the state of Alabama, Please tell somebody War Eagle every time you see him for the next few weeks at least because this is something that we don't get to enjoy a whole lot with this entertaining. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. And Oh, one more thing. I know Michael is excited when Sal caught that touchdown. Favorite player ever, War Eagle. <laughs> Dang it. I should have played these on a, on a day when Michael was here. I'll make sure he goes back and listens. But yeah, we gave him a, we gave him a hard time about it yesterday. Uh, I, I'm sure uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys heard that. And he and I were texting uh, after that happened. I'm like, dude, you need to write a letter and apologize to Sal Canella. He said he's already working on it. Um, he didn't do it yesterday, but he did uh, he did issue a, a, an apology. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's interesting you say there wasn't a whole lot of drama involved because I, I know a lot of the folks that I've talked to were, I mean, borderline just freaking out the whole game and. Um, they had good reason. They had good reason. And, you know, it's so cool when you think back about this Iron Bowl. And, you know, a lot of Alabama folks are kind of asking the question, like, why did Auburn fans storm the field? This is kind of like backhanded insults. Like, oh, you beat us. So, you know, why, why are you storming the field? And Alabama fans aren't the only people to do that. Now, you know, I've seen other fan bases do that all the time. But this game, to me, this game was not about football. I don't think. I'm going to get a little sentimental for a second. But, I mean, just uh, I know a lot of the folks, and I, I see the numbers from where you guys are listening from, and a lot of folks are listening from out of town. But I, I know a lot of you guys uh, have grown up Auburn fans, or, you know, you went to the school here, and now you've moved off, and, you know, a lot of folks want to come back or, you know, are waiting to come back and, you know, spend some time in it. But the community here locally, I mean, they've just been beaten up. And, and I, I'm kind of part of it. I mean, 2019 has stunk. 2019 has not been a good year. And, you know, uh, Auburn, there were, there have been four Auburn policemen shot this year, one of whom, uh, Officer Beekner, lost his life. And, you know, the 23 folks that died from the tornado on, on March 3rd out in Borgard, and, you know, it hits Miss Station as well. Obviously, Rod and Paula Bramlett, you know, this was for their children. This was for the Burchams that kind of took them under their wing. The Anaya Blanchard, you know, the kidnapping of Anaya Blanchard and, and now murder that we've discovered of, of that. Uh, her family and that story, I mean, terrible. Chuck Furlow and his sweet wife, Lynn. And, I mean, if, if you are into sports radio, I'm sure you've listened to The Drive on ESPN 106.7. And Chuck was on there two or three times a week. And, you know, me personally, I, you know, I, I lost... I lost some folks in my family this year, uh, specifically my grandmother. And so, I mean, it, it's just been a tough, tough year. And uh, the community needed that. The community needed that. And so uh, I, I don't think I don't think the greatness from Saturday was all about football. A good chunk of it was. But, 
I mean, you, you saw the students storm the field and, you know, I'm not thinking about that stuff when I'm a student and I'm not saying they are, they're not, but I think a lot of the folks, the alumni that were in the, the they were all kind of in their seats watching the students storm the field. And obviously, you know, to fill up that, that field, to fill up Pat Dye field, you need a lot of people more than just the students running on it. But I think a lot of people just kind of sat in their seat and watched because I think a lot of people knew that they needed it. So that's why it meant so much to me. All right. Let- Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Let's, uh, <clears throat> oh, wow, we only got one more. All right, let's, uh, oh, yeah, this is about Alabama's schedule. This is a good question. Hey, Zach, I love the show. Thank you. Question um, or comment, or you can correct me. Did Alabama beat a ranked team all year long? If, I, if I'm correct, and I could be wrong, LSU was ranked and Auburn was ranked at the time when they played them, and they never beat a ranked team all year long. Just want to hear your comment, and I love the show. Thank you. War Eagle. Well, I appreciate you listening, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. The uh, Alabama's best win this year is against Duke in the season opener. That's their best win. Now, obviously, they took on LSU. They had LSU at home. Then, of course, they played Auburn in the Iron Bowl on the road, and they lost both of those games. And I was talking about this with Painter Sharpless, friend of the program. Of course, he's on ESPN 106.7 as well. I was talking with him about that. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of criticizing people for schedules. I think you're going to reward people for good schedules. But, like, I'm sure when they scheduled Duke, you know, probably five or six years ago, I don't know what they expected. They probably didn't expect Duke to be much better than they were at the time. You know, like when Auburn scheduled Oregon forever ago, Oregon went through a period where they were bad, and then they suddenly got good again. You know, like Alabama a few years ago scheduled Florida State, and they just kind of lucked up with Florida State, that being kind of the the first game where they started to fall apart. And so it's not their fault that they didn't they hadn't like a terrible schedule, right? I mean, they, they happened to not play Florida this year, right? I mean, they they just didn't really play anybody from the East because they play Tennessee every year. And it's like, it's not really their fault that Tennessee stinks. It's not their fault that every team in the West outside of Alabama, LSU, and Auburn is is pretty bad. Because like Texas A&M was supposed to be hot stuff coming into the year. I mean, remember when Auburn played them? I mean, Auburn fans were fired up when they went to Texas Station and kind of put it on Kellen Mond and Jimbo Fisher, and it just didn't happen. So I've kind of always, I'm in a weird spot when you kind of look at the schedule. And I'm not saying the caller was doing that. But yeah, I mean, to answer the question, Alabama didn't beat anybody this year. Their best win was against Duke. Maybe Tennessee, they're 7-5, and five, but I mean, at the time they played them, I mean, and Tennessee kind of put up a fight against them. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, Alabama has not beaten a, a ranked team this year. And I'm curious to see if there's any chatter among boosters when they say, you know, Nick Saban, when he goes up against teams that are the same talent tier as him, they can't compete. So that's um, 
that's interesting. And then the flip side of it is he still found ways to win championships. So that is, um, that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. So I'm going to do a, uh, I want to do a pivot here for the final few minutes of the show today. Talk a little basketball. Austin Center, Austin Wiley, has been tabbed as the SEC Player of the Week. He's the fourth center in program history to work or uh, to earn the weekly award, which dates back to 1985. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, Average 16 points and half rebounds in route to being named the MVP of the Legends Classic up in Brooklyn last week. And that's the Tigers' first in-season tournament championship since 2004 when they participated in the San Juan shootout. And so I'm curious to see, you know, can Wiley keep this statistical output going? 16 points, 10 and a half rebounds. And so, you know, that's that's across two games. And those two games, they they played against teams that supposedly had solid post presence. It did not look like it in Auburn's games. I'm curious to see how much of that was Wiley, how much of that was other teams that those guys have played. I don't think we're going to be able to tell the legitimacy of Auburn's post-presence until they get into the heart of SEC play. But that's uh, that's something that fans should be excited about. There's a lot of um, lot of hype around Austin Wiley. Like, was this going to be the year, the year that he finally does it? And, I mean, the two games that we saw him do last week, he was, this is the best I've ever seen him. And I think a lot of folks agree with me there. So that's that's kind of crazy. So after those two wins, Auburn has now moved up to number 14 in the AP basketball poll. Of course, 7-0 on the season. I believe that's the first time Auburn's ever done that. Don't don't quote me on that. Yeah, so they play they play Furman on Thursday. I think Furman was in the tournament a year ago. So that'll be uh, that'll be exciting to see how they stack up against Furman. And uh, Auburn is one of the four teams. In the SEC, that's ranked in the AP's top 25. Kentucky is number 9. Tennessee is 17. And Florida is number 24. And so they play Furman on Thursday. Then they're off nine days before the Tigers travel to Birmingham. And they take on St. Louis in the Mike Slive Invitational. So Thursday's game's at 8 o'clock. I hate that. That stinks. But we'll all all live with it. We will all live with it. But, uh, yeah, I think 14's right. You know, when they started out 22 and, you know, they were three or four games in and still 20-something, I'm like, ah, I'm not sold there's 20 teams in the country better than Auburn. Now at 14, it's like, okay, there's probably about 10 teams right now better than Auburn. And so, you know, it gives you a little wiggle room, and Auburn hasn't played one of those ranked teams yet. They've played good teams and teams that are going to make the postseason and teams you would not want to play in the tournament, but they have not, uh, they haven't beaten a ranked team yet. They haven't had the chance to, and so they won't get to do that until... SEC play, but man, that's going to be fun. That's going to be crazy. Um, and then I guess uh, kind of tying football and basketball together, Auburn was fined $250,000 by the SEC for storming the field. And I think that's, um, I think it's worth it. It's not my quarter of a million dollars to spend, but I, I just imagine the money that they're going to make from the images of that and the recruiting of that. And I, I just think they're going to make it back. I think that is a good investment to have. Um, Because they had to know it was going to happen, right? They had to. They had to. I mean, I had honestly forgotten that Auburn stormed the field two years ago in 2017 in that Iron Bowl. I had forgotten all about that. And I was there, too. I I just don't remember that. I I was on the field at the end of the game. I just don't remember fans storming the field. But obviously it happened. And so, uh, and rightfully so, they just won the SEC West. So, 
that's um I guess it's a little weird on my part. I, I, I guess so. It is so. It's such an interesting feeling that the winner of the Iron Bowl isn't playing this weekend, right? Like that. That's that's very odd to me. It's an odd feeling because it's like, okay, that's it. That's it. Let's watch. Uh, let's watch Georgia and LSU now. But that's gonna be a fun. No, it won't be a fun game. I think LSU's gonna handle it. But we'll talk more about that game and other stuff throughout this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. Email the show, LockedOnArmor at gmail.com. And we'll be back tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked on Auburn podcast. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.